And with the help we get from Dan Burns, ASE Certified Technician at Lloyd's Automotive, we'll help you keep it running. Good morning. Welcome to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive. Good to see you again, Dan. Saw you this past week. Again. I've yeah, been seeing you quite often. It's getting lately. to be a good habit that you have. <laughs> it is. Well, you it's should, great. It's you a, should visit your car repair shop weekly. That's I think a, I should move nearby, actually. <laughs> anyway, it's good to uh, have you back on this Saturday. If you have any kind of a car care question, and before you uh, feel the need, if you do need to bring your vehicle into your favorite dealer or your favorite shop, why don't you give us a call or send a text, and Dan might uh, shed a little light on what might be the issue. It's always good, and we say this uh, from time to time, to uh, if you do have to bring your uh, vehicle in for a repair, to have more information rather than less. Like you said, you don't go to the doctor. Don't tell the doctor everything just in case. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want you to find everything. Yeah. Just, just a little, right. just a really important part. So this is, uh, this is the good stuff. This is where you get some good info. So uh, we've cleared the line, 651-989-9226. If you'd like to phone in your car care question, or you can always send down a text, and that number is 81807. That was a few days ago, Dan, that I uh, received a uh, an email, which usually will have a bunch of text messages and certainly phone calls. And the email, and I'm not looking at an email screen now, so don't send your emails because I won't <laughs> get them till who knows when. But this one came in, and let's see if I can get a name. But Michelle is her name. But Michelle listens to our Saturday morning show frequently, and she has a car care question said her daughter and son-in-law have had to purchase 23 tires for three different vehicles in the past five years. This does not seem normal. They recently had their Kia SUV's oil changed and were again told they needed two more new tires. They had an alignment and new tires for that vehicle 11,000 miles ago. The car guy that they go to now says you should have your tires aligned Every time you change your oil, is this true? And is this normal to need to change tires every time you turn around? Uh, they have, meaning those folks, have purchased used cars, but Michelle uh, has a new car, and she said they've only had to change their tires maybe after 40,000 miles or so. Any thoughts or suggestions? Yeah, Michelle's car is right. That's yeah. that's the way it should go. You know, 40,000 miles on a set of tires is... I would say falls into the normal range. Mm-hmm. Uh, if tires are wearing out prematurely, there's really two causes. One is there's something wrong on the car. Number two is there's something wrong with the tire. Yeah. So uh, I would check first the quality of tire. Be sure that you're buying a good quality tire. Then the uh, car needs to be checked over good for to be sure that all the steering and the suspension are good. If the shocks and struts are worn out, that'll cause premature... Uh, tire wear because the, the the tire actually bounces or hops as it's going down the road. And, of course, every time it lands, it, it skids a little bit, and that wears out tires prematurely. Mm. So start with the shocks and struts, and then all of the steering components need to be tight, uh, and the alignment needs to be straight. So those those are the things that wear out the tire. I think when she says that she should have the, tire, or the car aligned uh, every oil change, I think she means the tires rotated, rotated every yeah, other every oil change sense, and that yeah. is true yeah. <clears throat> many of the manufacturers are now recommending change or uh, rotating the tires with every oil change and i think it's a good idea okay. it, it makes the tires wear evenly on an all wheel drive car the front tires uh, with with turning and accelerating and all that the tire, the front tires wear out 
uh, first, and so it's it. Uh, you should rotate them so that they all four wear out evenly. Evenly, yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think maybe she maybe she just misunderstood. Right. But but again, so. the quality of tire. There are differences, right? Oh, very very much so. Okay. And in fact, a lot of tires have a uh, you know a light a, a wear warning there that are not warning a, a warranty, and uh, where the tires warrantied for a certain number of miles. Now they have a lot of wiggle room in that. Rarely do they have to warranty them because usually if the tires wear out prematurely, uh, it's because the there's something wrong on the car. Every once in a while, as you know, Dan, uh, we get uh, a text, or in the old days, just phone calls about uh, a person, we have no way of documenting this, about high mileage. Oh, yeah. I put on my car, has you know, <laughs> six million miles on it. Uh, we got a text just a moment ago. Just thought I would share this bit of information since I have shared past mileage, currently it's got a Chevy Equinox at four hundred sixty nine thousand miles. Well, there you go. Have yeah, you? I, I don't that, see that very often. You know, it, 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 it takes a lot of time <clears throat> to drive that many miles for most people. So unless you're, you know, commuting, unless you're commuting a long commute uh, every day or or using your vehicle for delivery or something, it's you know, you and I couldn't drive that. That far, we, we maybe haven't driven that far in our lives. It's <laughs> a very that's. A, I'd have to do the math on that. Half but, a million miles. Yeah, that's a long ways to go. So, all right. Um, let's see. Do do do. Uh, I'm looking at some text messages here. Let's see. I have a 2015 Dodge Dart. For the past week, when I turn the wheel fully, I get a vibration, even <clears throat> when standing still. Is that the power steering? Uh, well. What is it again? A, uh, a 2015 Dodge Dart. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, actually, what I was thinking about when you said 2015 Dodge Dart, that was one of my first cars was a 1964 <laughs> Dodge <laughs> Dart, and it was a, a cool car. It had a, a, a three-speed shift manual transmission on the uh, on the steering column. So we used to call them three on the tree. <laughs> three on the tree, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A Dodge Dart. Great car. All right, I'll tell you what. We need to take a break. Let's invite our listeners to come in. I know we've, we're getting text messages as well. But if you'd like to call in your car care question, uh, call Dan, 651-989-9226. There's a line open. Or again, if it's easier, send a text, 81807. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Danny Long here with the ASE certified technician, Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, which is located where? Located at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul, right between Lexington and Victoria. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call. Big Nick is there today Uh at 651 228 one six. Good folks all yeah, around. Thank you, got, you. They you, are you, good got a, you got a good crew. They've been there forever. Yeah. Welcome to the club. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six is our phone number if you have any kind of a car issue or truck or van issue. Or send a text eight one eight zero seven. We'll get back to those too. But Noah is calling from Minneapolis. Noah, you're on with Dan. Hello, hello. Ah, uh, wait, 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 there we go. Now we got your switch up here. Go okay. ahead, Noah. Thank you. Yeah, I I got a question. I got 2010 Toyota Camry, and every time I drive in the highway, 60 miles an hour, it just vibrates and it shuts down itself. And if I drive 55 miles an hour, 
it runs okay. And I did, I took to the shop and did diagnosis, and they say nothing is wrong with that. So I'm I'm sorry. At sixty, if you drive sixty miles an hour, the the engine yeah. starts to run rough, and then it eventually stalls. Yeah. yeah. But if you stay below sixty, then it uh, it runs okay. Yeah. Hmm. You know, the first thing I would uh, consider and wonder is, or the first thing I would test is the fuel pressure. I wonder if the if the fuel pressure is getting low, and it has enough fuel pressure if if you stay at a lower speed and you're getting better gas mileage, but as soon as you speed up and start to go a little faster, you don't get as good of, of gas mileage and maybe it, it needs more fuel. So that's where I would start. I, but uh, I'm sure that they scanned the computer and found that there were no codes stored, uh, which is good news and bad news. Bad news is now you don't know where to look. Yeah. Uh, good Good news is that there are no codes, or, uh, codes stored. But, but I would ask, the next thing I would do is ask them to test fuel pressure Take it out on the highway with the fuel gauge on it, and uh, and make it happen, and see if the fuel pressure goes away. If oh, it does, then it probably doesn't have a fuel filter anymore, but it would uh, probably need a new fuel pump. Okay, and uh, if that shop doesn't want to do that, oh, then... anybody will do it. Yeah, they'll they'll yeah. want to do it. You just you just need to encourage them. <laughs> just encourage them. Okay, Noah. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's see. Text message. Uh, do, do, do. Hi, Dan and Denny. I'm getting mixed tire tread depth readings from two shops. What do they use to check depth and where on the tire on the tire they check? What, what, what kind of machine well, do you use? It's just a, it's not a machine. It looks like a pencil. Yeah. Or, you know, it's right. a small, you've seen me do it, Denny. Right. You know, and it, uh, <clears throat> you, you know, you set it against the tire and a little probe goes into the deepest part of the tire. And then there's a gauge on there that tells me how deep, how deep it is there. I don't. They're, they're a couple bucks. I mean, they're they're very very simple, and very inexpensive. And I have a whole drawer full of them because I keep losing them, and then they come back. But <laughs> but uh, no, and uh, you know, and, it's almost and, like you're giving the tire a shot or something. Yeah, it is. And then, and you measure the you know the deepest part of the tread or or the the shallowest part Ooh. of the tread, depending upon if the if the tire is wearing evenly or not. Uh-huh. Uh If if and, and that's a good way to check if it's evenly wearing evenly is measure on, you know, two or three spots across the tire and see if you get the same tread depth. Can can you do that? Can a person do that at home without being on a hoist? Oh, absolutely. So that's yeah, not yeah. an issue. No, and, and you just need the gauge. Or okay. If you stop into any shop, uh, they have one in their pocket. They'd be glad to do it for you. Oh, cool. So All right. Pretty bad. Uh, text number, by the way, is 81807 or call us 651-989-9226. Here's a text. With electric cars coming on fast, is retirement in the cards for fine places like Lloyd's? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. You know that. Well, for sure not in my career because there's an awful lot of internal combustion engines on the road, and uh, I actually have worked on quite a few electric cars already. You know, they still have suspension and brakes yeah. and chassis and and lots of stuff. Uh, they seem to be really, really well engineered in the electric motor and battery mm, part of them that's because, good because uh well on some priuses we've replaced the main battery the you know the big main battery which is expensive but uh you know they're they've got a lot of miles on them and they're old cars when we do them and and the people just want to keep them going because they like the cars sure. so the the uh the electric part of them seems to be very very well engineered but we still see a, 
a lot of other. They still have tires. You know? Other things wear out. Yeah, other know? things wear out. <laughs> yeah. So uh, no, I think I think we'll do just fine for at least a few more years. For a long time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go back to the phone. Stan in uh, Minnetonka, I believe, is uh, next up here. Good morning, Stan. Yes. Good morning. Can hardly hear you. Oh, good morning. There you go. I think you're listening to the radio, Stan. Okay, it's off. There you go. <laughs> Are you there? Yes, I am. Anyway, I have a 1995 Tacoma pickup truck that I've been notified by the service center that the frame is rusted through and I shouldn't drive it anymore. Anyway, I was one. I found a company that replaces parts of frames, and I was wondering what... Uh, your recommendations were on that, if that's something I should do or just find a new truck. No, I think that's a good idea. Uh, you know, it's just welding It's just welding in metal, and uh, and it's done all the time. Um, I'm, I assume that you've asked them about the warranty on that frame because they were warrantied for a long time. Uh, um, maybe oh, for the... If the frame is warranty anymore, or is, is the vehicle too old and... and uh, too high a mileage. I, yeah, I it's too it's too old, and they said it's it's no longer under warranty. Yeah. Well, no, I wouldn't. If if you like the truck, and if it still serves you well, uh, I think that you'll be might even be surprised that it doesn't cost all that much money to get it repaired. Mm. And uh, so I think that uh, uh, if it makes financial sense, based on what the truck looks like and and works like, uh, you might want to do it. I, I would recommend it. it there, it's a safe repair, if that's what your question. Is. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's good it's a know. good, safe repair, and, and uh, I think it's probably a good idea. Very good, Stan. Good luck with that. Thank you for the call. I know we have to take a quick break here. Dan's going to be here till about 745 this morning. Texter wanted to know, by the way, uh, someone sent a text it's saying it's snowing in Rosemount. Started in South Apple Valley. So thanks for the that tip. That was one of my messages today is don't take your snow tires off yet. Not yet. <laughs> You're going to need them for a little while yet. Somebody heard your comment about owning that uh, Dart way back when. And the question is, was your Dart a slant six? It, it was, and it's actually funny. During the break, we were all talking about our old first cars. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, <laughs> it's true. It was, they were so simple. And, and uh, you know, it's, well, it's, where, it's where I got interested in cars. Yeah. It was an old worn-out car when I got it, and it was broke all the time, so I had to learn how to fix it. In those days, you open the hood, and you could put six people in there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> all working at once. Yeah. All right, we have to take a break. Uh, for folks on the line, Steve, John, Greg, hang in there. We'll get your questions answered, and then we'll get some text messages the same. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. And good Saturday morning to you. Welcome to the remaining minutes of CCO's Car Care Show. Dan Burns is with me as usual. He'll be here for a few more minutes. We have Dan uh, callers and texters. Let's see if we can't uh, help them all before you take your leave today. John is calling from uh, St. Paul. John, thank you for waiting. What's your question? Uh, just want to say it's a great show that you have here. Thank you. Dan, I have a question about transmission fluid. I have a gauge in my um, pickup truck, and I know it's it's bad to have too high of a temperature, but I'm wondering about too low of a temperature, because I wake up in these mornings when it's like 10 below, and sometimes it's registering, re- registering like 5 degrees. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually going to register. It, that's as low as it goes, because <laughs> oh. it... Uh, it's actually as cold as the outside temperature is, but but uh, no, you know that's an uh, an amazing thing I think about the, the uh, automobile and and the and the way that it's developed over the years is we ask a lot of it. We ask it to work when it's twenty below outside, and we ask it to work when it's a hundred above. 
and it needs to be engineered to perform in all of those conditions. And with <clears throat> new fluids, new synthetic fluids and all that sort of stuff, they're they're built for that and they will work just fine. And, and you know, that's, that's what they're made for. So uh, get in it. Of course, on those cold mornings when it's severely below zero, give it an extra minute uh, to warm up. But but the fluid is flowing, and back in the day, fluid used to get super thick uh, when it got cold, and that's not so true anymore. It it uh, it stays pretty fluid uh, nowadays. Uh, so no, the transmission will work just fine at five below, and uh, and that's what it's built for. And and I think that it's amazing. Cheers to the to the engineers that build them because yeah. they really do a good job. Very good. Thank you, John. Appreciate you listening. Uh, Greg is calling from Isati with a question. Go ahead, Greg. Thank you. Hi. I got a 2002 Chevy pickup uh, about a week ago. I was preheating it, letting it warm up in the driveway. When I backed it out of my shed, all the lights and everything worked. And when I went out to leave for work, I had no headlights, no interior lamps. And uh, I, I looked in the book. Uh, I seen a bunch of fuses, left headlamp, right headlamp. They all look good. Wondering if you knew anything why why that would happen. Well, and it never came back. You you shut the uh, no. you shut the car off and restarted it, and and it never came back. Right. Well, the, fact- the other thing the other thing that happened when that happened, the security lamp on the dash and the display. That came on, uh, it, it, and it was flashing all the time. And because I still went to work, I waited till it was daylight. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, that that lamp stayed on, continual, steady, even after I came home and shut the car off or truck off, put it in the garage. And then uh, two days later, uh, the battery was stone dead. Yeah, I think I think what's what all of that stuff is controlled by the body control module. And I think that you probably are having a body a problem with the body control module. Something has failed in it. I would bring the, the truck into a shop and ask them to scan the computers, check out the computers, and see if they're all working right. Uh, the fact that the batteries – well, I mean it could certainly be an electrical short that's causing all of this. But, but I think more likely it's probably one of the computers. The fact that it just happened sitting there idling by itself uh, – I think I would uh, take it in, and I bet I bet you're going to find that the body control module either has no communication or has a bunch of uh, a bunch of code stored in it, and and perhaps inside that body control module something's melted down, and that's where the electrical short that's is is happening and causing the battery to go dead. So I'm sure it's all related. It's just a question of pointing out where it's coming from, and uh, my first guess would be the body module. Okay, very good. Thanks, Greg. Good luck with that. Uh, let's grab some text messages before you go, Dan. A uh, 2005 Chevy Trailblazer can smell gas when starting car. Is this concerning? Uh, very concerning. <laughs> yeah. uh, fire, or uh, I mean, uh, fuel outside of where it belongs uh, creates a fire, and you do you do not want that to happen. So, uh, one 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 good piece of good news is that a little bit of gas makes a lot of smell. So there's a good chance that it's insignificant. Okay. But the fact that you can smell it at all is concerning. Don't park it in a garage. Make sure until you are able to get it in and get it fixed that you leave it uh, parked outside because uh, you certainly don't want a fire burning your garage or house oh, down. Indeed. Yeah. So park all it right. outside 
and do take it in and have it checked and and probably it's just a you know a little seal or gasket that has failed and it's probably leaking very little gas and it's fine but don't take any chances with it good deal 2014 F150 37,000 miles touchscreen radio does not sense touch but otherwise functions yeah that's probably a, an expensive bummer well, i bet it is <laughs> yeah that's probably in the touchscreen itself and you'll probably be shocked at how expensive that is to repair and uh, get an estimate on it, though, and you'll be able to make a decision if you're willing to live with it the way it is or or if you want to uh, uh, begin the process of repairing it. Texter said, uh, in Hampton, Minnesota, the roads are snow-covered. Thank you for that report. Yeah, leave your snow tires on. We're, yep, we're going to have a few more rounds of this. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Here's a text. Pull the negative battery cable attempting to reboot the radio, but no luck. Well, that... I mean, the radio has a fuse as part of the regular fuse box. Oftentimes the radios have a fuse in the back of the radio themselves. And if the car has ever been um, jump-started, for some reason, I don't know why, but uh, for some reason, pretty often we've seen where that little fuse in the back of the radio will blow if the if you jump-start the car. It doesn't like the uh, the... Uh, whatever happens when you jumpstart it. So okay, be aware of that. Here is another text. Uh, good morning. It says, I uh, had a minor fender bender and ended up with a small dent in the front right body above the wheel and passenger door. Was repaired. They had to take the right passenger door off and paint. Now I have no heat going to the floor in the front seat. Could this have been related to the accident? I bet. I bet, and and I bet it's very simple. I bet in the process there, you know, there's all sorts of venting that's going on over uh, underneath the dash, and and oftentimes under the floor, and all around. And I bet in the process they forgot to plug one of those vents back in, and it mm-hmm. happened. So I'm sure that it's a very simple repair that or, or fix that happened as part of the repair that you had oh, okay. the body repair. Back at it. Then. Yep. Okay, uh, let's see. Do we have time? Yes, we do. Uh, Antifreeze is disappearing, no visible leaks, and it's not in the oil. Uh, it's a, Any ideas? The 2001 Saturn. Uh, well, it, uh, <laughs> there's lots of places. Yeah, it's going somewhere. There's lots of places that it could go. First of all, just because you're not seeing it on the, uh, on the ground doesn't mean that it's not leaking externally. So I would start there, have the vehicle raised up. If it's uh, dripping right in the right spot, it might be hitting the exhaust and burning off. Uh, before you're seeing it on the ground. Uh, if there are no external leaks, uh, if it's not in the oil, then it's probably leaking into the combustion chamber and burning out that way, oh. going out the exhaust as steam. And uh, there could be a problem with the head gasket or the cylinder head or something like that that's uh, causing the coolant to leak into the engine. And That would explain the disappearing. That's why, yeah, it, it, would, it would certainly disappear. It just yeah. turns to steam and it's gone. All right, let's see. Here's a 2014 Cadillac ATS. The brakes squeal only when I put it in reverse. You know, that happens, and you'll have to decide. It's probably perfectly safe, so I you probably don't have to worry about that if that's the case. But the, the pads and the, and the uh, rotors meeting are not happy in that direction, and uh, if you drove it in the, in reverse a lot, uh, it would probably take care of itself and be fine. But uh, uh, you'll have to decide if you want to spend any money uh, repairing that because there's really nothing wrong other than it's annoying and embarrassing when it when your car squeaks Makes like noise. that. 
but uh, but it's probably if the pads are good, it's probably perfectly safe to drive it that way. Dan, we have to let you go and make way uh, for Jack Farrell. Uh, you have a good week. I know we'll have uh, another show next week. Right? Sounds good. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thanks, Dan. How do we get in touch with you guys at Lloyd's? Come on over. We're at 982 Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can give us a call. We're at 651-228-1316. Or you can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net. L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Good deal. Thanks, Dan. Have a good week.